0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to be talking about what does the post-honeymoon stage look like for happy couples, right? So um, we'll talk about the stages of relationships for all couples and then what it looks like when you are out of the honeymoon phase but still having sex, which is something that a lot of unhappy people uh, do not even believe happens and I will um, tell you that it happens and how and what that looks like and why you may not understand You know, spoiler, obviously, it's because you didn't see it ever or experience it it yourself. Before that, though, please do subscribe. The most recent subscriber episode is about how often, how, and why to have close, deep, connected conversations. Because for women, this is frequently uh, the same as what sex is for men. It's like the only way they really feel close, married, in love. And if the last time you had a real in-depth conversation where you were interested in your wife's inner, world was you know 10 years ago then it is likely that was also the last time you experienced a blowjob you know so we'll talk about that in that episode you do have to subscribe to hear that and you get over 120 other episodes so it is a really good uh deal good bang for your buck for the $6.99 a month sorry $5.99 a month that you would spend for the subscription separately if you're interested in all of this stuff you should be A member of my secret Facebook group, which has over 300 members and is a real bastion of intellectual and um, funny conversations about relationships, sex, um, family, parenting, divorce, dating, all sorts of stuff. All right, and that would be separate. I do not own these companies. I cannot merge them into one fee, as people have asked. That is $4.99. So, in a worst case scenario, you would be spending 11 bucks a month for. A really amazing, if I do say so myself, amount of content and uh, ability to participate and interact with others in the Facebook group. Okay, so moving on. All right, what what are the stages of relationships? So the stages of relationships are honeymoon stage, which is about eighteen months to three years after commitment starts. So limerence or the infatuation stage where you're obsessed with somebody can go on indefinitely if there's uncertainty. But as soon as there is certainty, such as marriage, you know, your your body and brain react differently to that. You move forward. the The clock starts, right? The clock starts because basically... Uh, you know, as I've said so many times, our genetic diversity of our species would be better if women had sex with a different guy every time they ovulated, right? So that's what your body wants you to do. So you meet a guy, uh, a, you know, get married, right? Before that, your body doesn't really know that you're gonna have a baby with him. <laughs> Neither does the woman in most cases. Like literally, she does not know that this is that like it's game on. So as soon as she knows it's game on, then the clock kind of starts. It's not a. It's not a. Remember, this is not a clock that women start themselves. This is kind of how your brain works. You know, remember, you don't feel as excited about your job anymore as you did in the first year, right? Or having a child. Remember, that used to be like, you know, this huge thing when you had a baby. You ran home from work to see the new baby. You don't run home from work to see your 13-year-old, you know, not the same way. You love them, but it's different. There's not the novelty response of literally a new thing in your life. So you got to understand what the honeymoon stage is and isn't and what it isn't is something that women have purposefully and obstructively designed to fuck with you, right? And people who do think that were raised in pretty bad homes. So I feel for you, but you know that paranoia does not help your relationship any. So anyway, the clock starts at the moment of marriage, let's say 18 months to three years. Why get married, have a baby, nurse a baby, wean a baby, and your body wants you to move on to the next dude. You don't want to move on to the next dude because that's not what our society does, you know, and that's not what people want for their lives. But your body, you know, is different and your brain is different and whatever. So the novelty response fades. What happens then goes to disillusionment phase. So this is when people think, oh, my God, I didn't marry the best person in the whole universe after all. They're a flawed person. Check this out. You know what? I really see where their ex-girlfriend slash ex-boyfriend slash ex-husband or wife is coming from. You know, and I see, you know, why they are like their father or mother after all. Holy shit. Why did I not understand this before? That they are just not a complete paragon of virtue in every regard. And you know what? They could be pretty annoying. So that's the disillusionment phase. Healthy couples then get, fairly quickly, to not like super quick, you know, it was a couple years into <laughs> the acceptance phase, which is, well, you know, this is a flawed person, but I love them and I want a life with them and I'm a flawed person too and we're flawed in these different ways and we can help each other and we can accept each other and, you know, everything's fine and this is the person that I love and I want to build a life with, etc. And why do some people get to that sooner? Because they had parents that were kind of like that, you know, they had an easy template, It's like saying, you know, why are people who learn English at a younger age better at English usually? Well, because they never had to really learn English. It was like, or any language, you know what I mean? It's like, it was there. It's like a fish doesn't know it's in water and you didn't know you were speaking English. (laughs) You know, if you're an English speaker or whatever. And so the point is, is like if you had a happy marriage that you saw growing up, you never had to worry about learning how to do it. It was the air that you breathed. So then you learn how to interact like that and likely you're attracted to somebody else who came from a happy family as well. And then you both interact in the ways that you didn't even realize you were learning to interact. And it goes usually pretty well. And then there's the other people, right, all the adult children of dysfunctional families who have no fucking idea how to interact in a marriage because all they saw was disconnect or yelling or cheating or betrayal or violence or drunkenness or whatever. And so they have to learn from scratch how to be in a relationship and so... They frequently, you know, escape into fantasies of this wonderful romantic love that will be redemptive and that will be different for them than it was for their parents, but they have no skills at how to do that at all. So frequently instead, they end up replicating what they saw growing up, much to their chagrin and, you know, extreme frustration and sadness. So that for those people, the disillusionment stage starts earlier, lasts longer and frequently leads to the dissolution of the marriage. And that's because they also find other people that are adult children of dysfunctional families. You know, you don't get randomly assigned to marriages. Like goes to like. You subconsciously find each other, preoccupied, finds avoidant, and vice versa. And, you know, that's how it goes. So then what can you do? Well, when you're in the disillusionment phase, you can go to therapy, which is the only time people go to the disillusionment phase, obviously. Or go to therapy, obviously, because they don't go in the honeymoon stage and you can work on creating new patterns right but for some people the disillusionment phase you know remits for many people it remits and so then what does that look like and what does um what 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 is a happy marriage at like year 5 or 10 What does that really look like? Well, I'll tell you, it looks pretty good. People do not have the same lust as they did in the honeymoon phase. Some of the men may, not the same as the honeymoon phase, right? Where it was like, oh my God, is she really going to sleep with me? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, they may still be asking, is she really going to sleep with me? But it's not, oh my God, oh my God. You know, and um, it's not that level of like super adrenaline-fueled a um, new relationship energy but people are happy to see each other. They consider each other best friends. They're attracted to each other. The woman, again, may have only responsive desire post-monogamy, which means she never really looks at him unless she's ovulating and gets, quote, horny. But yet, she still does want to have sex with him because it is a good experience, and it feels good once she starts, et cetera, et cetera. She finds him objectively to be attractive. He finds her to be very attractive. As I've discussed, it's better when the guy thinks the woman's more attractive than himself. And when when she agrees, um, I have a lot of podcasts and posts on that. Uh, men need to think their wives are really hot for things to work, and they generally are on the same page with their values: raising kids, making money, or or not, or whatever you know where they live, the involvement of the in laws, whatever the case may be. People have a lot of things that they grapple with: the role of work, work life balance, hobbies, uh, etc. So generally. For happy couples, the post-honeymoon stage is still not like the honeymoon phase. So there are no people that have multiple kids that are having sex multiple times a day, you know, like the same way as they did in the honeymoon phase, racing home from work for a quickie, you know, before they pick the kids up from daycare. Maybe sometimes, you know, like again, if she's ovulating, if it's an anniversary, if he did something particularly wonderful. But again, you just got to understand, like, I have a lot of stuff out about this because I, you know, I I even just had a podcast about like aging and why like people don't increasingly don't accept aging. It's like people kind of convince themselves more and more with every passing year and advances in technology and medication and whatever that like they can somehow stop time. You can't stop time. You may be totally in love with your wife, but it's still not like she walks in a house and you like want to fall over because you're just so taken with her beauty. Not every day, at least. Sometimes you're on a fucking work call, you know, so and it's the same thing times a million on her end because female hormones are more responsive to not being in the honeymoon stage anymore. But that does not mean that people are not happy and that they don't develop longer lasting and deeper connections over time they're obviously much more invested and committed invested in and committed to each other with every passing day week year etc so happy couples still are not I have this thing are other married people having spontaneous sex I had a recent podcast. They're not doing it on the kitchen table with small kids. You know, it's not like everybody but you is having this like ongoing love affair. Like love affairs peter out. And in happy couples, healthy couples, they are replaced by a stronger bond than the original honeymoon stage, which yes, still does have connected sex and attraction and romantic love, but also has a really strong Um, percent you know of the pie chart is a friendship and a a team partnership you know of raising kids etc so for couples that are unhappy the disillusionment phase lasts forever it can last the rest of the marriage they had a brief honeymoon phase and then they're they're basically uh, resentful and disillusioned for 50 years and that is unfortunately common You know, in especially the people I see, that's a lot of their parents, you know, were just unhappily married forever. And so the child thinks, okay, it's going to be different for me. I'm going to basically stay in romantic love forever. But that's not possible. So then they go into the disillusionment phase. And because they have no template for how you would um, kind of come back out of that, Into this more, into this acceptance phase. Their parents never did that. They just, it's either on or off for them. It's either that they somehow get back to the honeymoon stage, which is impossible. So those are the guys who are always telling their wife, I want it to be like it was at the beginning. You have to do this in bed and this in bed and this in bed and this in bed and you have to look at me like this and you have to say these words and you have to wear these clothes. Like it's like they're trying to like direct a movie where they get to be an eternal honeymoon stage. And there's women who do that too. No, you're supposed to be romantic. You're supposed to be looking at me and talking to me and like, you know when i come into the room you're supposed to look up in this way and say this and that they're also trying to like socially engineer themselves an endless honeymoon phase because in the minds of people of adult children of dysfunctional families who grapple with this there's really only two stages it's romantic fairy tale love or disappointment anger and frustration so of course they want to stay in the honeymoon phase who wouldn't but that's impossible So they set themselves up to fail. So what really the reality is, is that with healthy couples, yes, there's a disillusionment phase. There's frequently some more fighting after that. You know, even with couples that are happy, you know, they will have a little bit more fighting a few years in after a honeymoon stage wears off, power struggles and deciding how the family's going to look and who does what and what the roles are going to be and things about kids and money and all sorts of stuff. But You know, they have these templates and they figure, okay, fine. My husband slash wife isn't perfect. Then again, my mother, you know, never thought my father was perfect, but she loved him, you know, because of his strengths. What are my partner's strengths? They don't articulate it necessarily, but that's kind of how it goes. Well, mom and dad weren't perfect either, you know, but they were able to make it work and they loved each other. So what do you do if you don't have that template? Well, therapy is that template. Therapy, reading books, listening to this podcast and others, you know, like you got to kind of educate yourself basically to reparent yourself. And if your partner is also a person that um, really wants the relationship to work, then they can engage. Couples counseling basically helps you normalize. Like there's so many times I'm in couples counseling with people and they tell me how often they fight. And I'm like, no, you can't fight that much. That's that's not healthy. They're like, no, you know, people fight. I'm like, no, people don't fight every day. And actually I just did a uh, video on this because I looked up the statistics finally. So I got statistics. It's only 8% of people, couples fight every day. You're not supposed to fight every day. That is not normal. That is not good. And especially if you have kids, it's extremely bad. And I've made various posts and podcasts on how stressed out they get, you know, by your fighting, which you think is like no biggie and to them is the end of the world. So anyway, um, the point is you're not supposed to fight every day. And a lot of couples don't even know that because they came from two families where the people fought every day. So how the hell do they know that that's not normal, you know, and so or anything. People will say like, oh, people don't really have sex after they have kids. And I'll be like, that's not true at all. You know, of course they do. And why do you think that? Well, my parents certainly did and my mother told me that, you know, or or they slept in separate rooms and I, I never saw them touch. And, you know, they raised us children and we were fine because that person has never interrogated oh, well, shit, you know, I mean, is that the only way to live? Probably not. Like, were mom and dad really happy? They certainly never seemed happy. You know, yes, they did raise us kids, but hey, shit, all four of us have gotten divorced, you know, or, or whatever. So the point is, is that it's real hard, but not impossible, to reshape your template of the disillusionment and acceptance phases. Everybody likes the honeymoon phase, but after that, you definitely have to reframe Marriage, everybody does, even the happy couples do, especially the happy couples. They are so happy because they are actively always thinking to themselves, okay, I don't like this about him, but I do like this about him. Okay, uh, I can't change this about him, but maybe I'll ask him to change this. Maybe I'm the problem with this and I'm going to change this in myself. Maybe the issue is really that I'm too much this and he's too much that. And those two things don't make. so I'm going to try to be less of this, he's going to try to be less of that. And these sorts of um, machinations are below the level of consciousness, sometimes above the level, and um, if you came from a family where you saw mom and dad possibly sometimes grapple with personality differences, but then it ended up working out, then then that's second nature. If you didn't, you're going to have to put the work in with teaching yourself about relationships, as you probably already know because you've listened to how many episodes of this already, right? And, uh, you know, therapy can really help. Not always couples. Couples is great, but also individual can really help an individual go deeper. You don't have to waste half the session listening to your partner. Not It's not always a waste, you know what I mean? But like you can talk specifically about your own background, your assumptions, your expectations about marriage, your behavior, how to reframe how you think, you know? So it's like couples counseling is great, but it's massively expedited if both people have gone through individual counseling or at least one, I mean, hopefully two. All right, well, I hope you found this interesting. I hope that you subscribe as well. And um, have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.